What's in the box? What's in the suitcase? What's in the box? Deep Shots. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Deep Shots. Your host here, Slavic, and my brilliant and wonderful co-host, Wade Starnes. Wade, how are you doing today? Good, man. How are you? I'm surviving. I got to get a shout out to my mom. She's uh, having some stuff going on. So I figured I'd say hi and wish you the best and hope to see you again soon. So hi, Slavic's mom. Shout out to moms. So how's things going on in the uh, Wade household? Everything's uh, pretty good here. You know, just trying to get through winter. You know, maybe we're, we got a big ice storm coming, but uh, you know, things are good. You know, it's just, what are we what are we covering today, my friend? What are we covering today? Well, uh, this weekend uh, I tore Slavic away from his Oscar research to uh, to go see a little movie, Ant Man and Quantumania, or Ant Man and the Wasp. What, what the fuck is this movie called? Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. And uh, so yeah, we were going to talk about that. Uh, we never talked about Black Panther two, so kind of that. And then just kind of our general thoughts on Marvel, our our quarterly check-in on Marvel. So, yeah, cuz right now Hollywood is having a hard time produce producing anything of value. I'm struggling through my Oscar homework because of how bad some of these movies are. But yeah, so we went and saw Ant-Man and Wasp continuation that was started several movies ago around the multiverse. Right? Yeah, just backing up a little bit out a little bit further is this is the 31st Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Like and that does that doesn't count the TV shows. That's the 31st movie. Pretty crazy. Third Ant-Man movie. Uh all directed Still doing pretty well, right? All directed by Paint Reed. Yeah, it did really well at the at the box office uh, over the weekend. There's not much to see though, right? I mean, that's the problem. Is Puss in Boots is out. That's maybe jumping ahead to a topic later, but what will the movies be like if Marvel decides to stop producing these comic book movies? Like, what will the will the movie theaters exist if these movies did not exist? I mean, it just seems like they're the only. I mean, they're not the only big ticket, but they're a majority of the big ticket movies, and it's well, DC's coming quick on their heels. Yeah. It looks like they're going to make a serious Flash movie. That is going to deal with a 180 degree different topic in the multiverse. Yeah. I mean, they're doing the exact same movie, so I don't know. I I, I don't know what the answer. I mean, I love Top Gun. Let's put it yeah. that way. When when Hollywood does something different and they do it well, it turns out great. But it just seems like a little bit of a struggle. The other thing too is that, and we're sidetracking here, but these streaming services are putting out pretty good movies as well and and that's where i think these theaters are in trouble but i don't know i still love going to the movies whenever i can do it i i try to do it so yeah all right so let's talk about ant-man and the wasp quantumania so just generally what what was your impression of this movie slavic so the, a couple of things big picture wise i thought it was fun it was somewhat very similar to the Shang-Chi in that they were in a different realm, which other Avengers didn't really have to pay attention to it. So they were somewhat secure from any other kind of 
problems. It stops you from asking the question of like, why didn't Thor, you know, come in and help out at this time? Right. I missed Michael Pena, who I think is a gem for these. I, I loved him in the first one. <laughs> he's pretty. He's he's pretty much the shining light in the second one. I thought it was pretty fun. I don't understand why. Like a lot of the drama was created by like Michelle Pfeiffer's character just not telling them stuff, <laughs> which was kind of like, why don't you just give them the whole story? Yeah, and then they can help you solve it. Yeah. And I don't, it never really got explained to me why she didn't want to do that. Um, you're stuck down there. I would figure, you know, everybody unite to figure this this problem out. It is literally a baby Avengers movie. There's so many, everybody in it is somewhat of a superhero, which is kind of funny. Like the daughter has a suit. Pym controls the ants. Michelle Pfeiffer's just all around a badass, and then Ant-Man and Wasp. So you have five characters that are basically superheroes. So it's basically a little mini Avengers. Well, I heard that somebody was, kind of somebody was saying that Kang's biggest rivals or nemesis in the comic books actually is the Fantastic Four. And I heard that and too. I, yeah. And I, so I think maybe they kind of plastered a little bit of a Fantastic Four story onto this, kind of you know the family. You know, aspect of, 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 of going up against this big bad. But thought that was interesting. I thought the Bill Murray stuff, and I mean, spoilers abound mm. here. We're jumping right into the story. So sorry about that. I thought the Bill Murray stuff, I love seeing Bill Murray on film. But then when I went back and, and started thinking about what happened, he basically was telling the husband that he was screwing his wife right in front of his <laughs> face, which I'm not sure was really like the coolest moment they dispose of him rather quickly which is interesting i don't know if he died i was much more tolerant of the cory stall story i thought that was pretty he's new monarch or moonak or whatever all right so cory stall who what was his name in ant-man we got a little mix up here on some of the data that we have darren cross is his name in ant-man yeah sorry he's and he yeah, have the modok in uh in here in this movie some of the I don't know if we want to get into the nitpicks right now, yeah. so I'll just leave it at that. I'll say one more final thing was that Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer are ageless. Like they look amazing. They both look amazing. Now I have, a, I love Michelle Pfeiffer. I, I think she's gorgeous. Blah blah blah. But if you look at Michael Douglas, who's pushing, he, I mean he's up there. Michelle Pfeiffer's up there as well. They look phenomenal in this film. I don't. We talked about it briefly about are they doing like some anti aging shit mm -hmm. to them? But I, you know, overall, it was a fun ride. It was a much more succinct story to me than the Doctor Strange movie. I like this movie better than the Black Panther second movie. So I will save my nitpicks yeah. to when we get to nitpicks. But what were your impressions? Well, I, I'm kind of a two minds. I when I left the theater, I was, you know, I was happy. I and I I had heard a lot of bad reviews on my way in, so I think my expectations were were down. And yeah, I I didn't really enjoy Strange in the Multiverse, Thor: Love and Thunder, Black Panther two. I'm we'll we'll talk about a little bit more later, but I was really down on that. So I had a good time, but the the further I get away from this movie, the more I start to let go. Yeah, that. 
it could have been better if this. It could have been better if this. However, you know, my initial impression and the, the the good time that I had in the theater, I think, is is outweighing a lot of that. Like you said, the Bill Murray scene, I, I think Bill Murray was great, but his scene is kind of pointless. You know, it's, it's like cuckolding Michael Douglas, like right in front of him. Like it's it's just it's, it's, when you think about it, you're like, man, that's really uncomfortable. It also just kind of makes me sad that the scene is Bill Murray, Michael Douglas, and Michelle Pfeiffer at a bar having drinks, and we can't get that in a Basic Instinct style movie or, or whatever you want to call it these days. Uh, we have to have it in a Marvel movie, um, so that kind of bums me out. But what I the biggest thing I liked about the movie was was Kang in this introduction. Well, I mean, not really an introduction because he was in a variant of him was in the the Loki season finale. But I thought Jonathan Majors was great and. I, I I liked the energy that he brought in the it's kind it's very different from where what the variant of him was in Loki. It's not as uh, manic or antic. It's very precise and measured, and uh, I th- I thought it was pretty cool. Um, but I I'm still kind of get trying to get over what was in the trailer versus what was in this movie, and I guess I I always say that I you know you shouldn't watch trailers, but the trailer has some seemingly you know he's like Scott I can or Ant Man I can help you get back time, and they were talking about it kind of hints it that like he was actually going to turn back time for Ant Man and that he would recover those years that he lost being blipped or or what have you with his daughter. But that's not what it ended up being. It would, And it ended up being more of like, protect your daughter and let me free. Or, you know, obviously that means that, you know, civilizations might be wiped out. And, but I don't, I don't know that they hit on that as, as well as they should have. And, but I, I wonder if that was the storyline and they kind of tweaked it or something, because it seemed like there was, there, there was a different kind of energy between him and the trailer than what ended up being in the movie. I didn't see the trailer, yeah. and I, I don't want to get too far into this, but I think the story kind of gets a little lost. It's not concise. It's fun, but it's not concise. I think there's a couple of things we'll get into the nitpicks, but I think you kind of lose the sense of what they're fighting for there at the end. Mm-hmm. You don't really understand. It's not clear. Yeah, Kang is, the, is a bad guy. He set up this whole big... Thing, but he 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 does it in a very small area and i don't know they kind of jump onto this revolution thing very quickly they could have done better was yeah develop kang let us know what his power set is he's he's just a he's a smart dude so you're going into nitpicks now yeah this is full nitpicks because this is my biggest contention i'll let you finish your thought but I, i'm going to piggyback right on top of it Uh, he's just a smart dude with i guess like some form of weapons like he's just got a a super suit and and they give us a a little bit of that that first scene which was a great scene where pfeiffer touches the the neural engine which was again kind of a MacGuffin, and and she sees this these visions of what he's done or what he's going to do and but they don't really talk more about that and and what his goals are or why he wants to it's just he's just a conqueror and he wants to conquer i you know i wish i wish they would have developed that a little bit more so for me this is where the movie completely falls short and the more you think about it the more you're like i don't understand why he's such a bad guy Mm -hmm. 
So if you compare it to the first Avengers movies, Thanos was given a presence and you understood his motivations. And the best part about Thanos was his motivation actually had some merit. Like you were like, yeah, resources are limited. Universe is getting crowded. What are you going to do? I mean, killing half the population might not be the answer, but it's certainly a solution to the answer mm -hmm. or, or to the question. Here, A, he's completely underpowered. Like, I, he's not menacing to me at all. What he, if he doesn't have a suit, he can't do shit. Mm -hmm. And um, where is the, like, the grand plan? What, 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 what it, he's just destroying worlds and destroying his variants. That's not really explained what, what his motivation behind that is. And then you're so right. Like, Michelle Pfeiffer's character falls into this, holy crap, this guy that I've been sitting here for what seems like millennia, that I think she hints that they've had a relationship. <laughs> she just finds out that he's this completely opposite person that she thought, and she was helping him. There could have been a cutscene where... He was like the most powerful variant or something. And the reason they couldn't kill him and they had to banish him was because he was so powerful. There's none of that. And and what kills me is this guy supposed to take on, you know, I think it's the Kang Dynasty. And there's another one that's following that, which is kind of the Infinity War Endgame. Mm -hmm. He's just not powerful enough to warrant the 40 more Avengers we're going to have in this, right? I mean, that was the best part about Thanos was that he beat the shit out of Hulk. You're like, he beat the shit out of the Hulk. Like, how did he just do that? Like, he didn't even have the whole glove at that point. Yeah. So you knew, you understood immediately that this was going to be a, a force to be reckoned with. In this movie, he's beat by Ant-Man, and then the Wasp shoots him with a couple of darts, and he's stuck in that thing, and he's gone into another multiverse. I thought that was completely stuck. It just went in the wrong direction. I'm sorry I filibustered there. Please. No, it's on. okay. Uh, it's interesting. Yeah, he was he was defeated here. Is he this version of Kang coming back, or is this version of Kang gone forever i guess we don't know but obviously there was that mid credit scene where all these other kangs uh it seems like they're going to be the problem moving forward but yeah are they going to be j just as easily defeated but what was interesting and and kind of menacing what very menacing was when he first meets scott lang he's like do i know you have have i killed you before so like do you have the hammer you know are like you the one with the hammer? and i thought that was a great line because it gives us some context to you know this dude has been around different multiverses different galaxies and 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 killed these avengers and he's killed so many he doesn't even know if he knows scott lang but they didn't show it to us the way they set him up is that he's the variant that's the problem child he's the one that recognizes that all of his other variants are wrong in how they're creating these multiverses and ultimately it's a bigger problem, right? So I guess that's the underlining, that's the, the Nintendo power glove of the story, right? But he's defeated so easily. Like, I, I guess that's what that's what's weighing mm -hmm. on my head is that a relatively underpowered Avenger, two of them, are able to best him. 
and and a herd he didn't of ants. Show smarts and a herd of ants. He didn't show like the smarts. He didn't show the like strategy of how he was. It was just I have this power suit, and again, you know, this is another story. And and since we're in nitpicks, where this empire has a shit ton of stormtroopers minions that are completely ineffective. They can't stop a fucking rolling ball towards them. And you have to have the big badass, the big Emperor Palpatine, come in and he's the one that's going to take care of everything. I wish we could get away from that storyline because mm-hmm. you're, you're totally negating all of this empire that's built up. If a band, like a blob, who's happy he gets shot five times because now he has holes, can best you, then maybe you're not that powerful. So... That's that was one of my bigger, like, wait a minute, this is supposed to be the the next big baddie, and uh, I just I wasn't sold on. So it. I kind of want to break form here, and we're really dumping on this, but we both have this rated higher than any of the last three Marvel movies. So I'm not dumping on it. I, so I to me that was a big that was a big, like what? Well, maybe they just the thing that to me kind of made me feel good was that i invested in loki right i invested in that Mm -hmm. show and it had a slow start i did i remember not liking it at first Mm -hmm. and then it grew on me and then the ending you're like holy crap they really thought this out and then you're rewarded for for vesting into loki on so many levels on this film Mm -hmm. that you're like okay so somebody thought this one through right whereas Doctor Strange seemed very all over the place, especially with making Wanda the bad guy, right? Mm-hmm. The Scarlet Witch the bad guy. What was the other one that was kind of in the middle of the Doctor Strange? And then Thor, which was just a mess, right? It was a mess, and it didn't even really touch on these concepts. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know, overall, the product was fun, and you got to pay off. You got to pay off for investing in the Loki saga, and I thought that was extremely valuable. But if you start peeling back the layers, this like another thing that was driving me nuts was in the beginning how the Ant Man was completely lost on what he was supposed to do in the world. He wrote a fucking book. <laughs> He's like lazy, like like dude, you're a fucking <laughs> Avenger. Go to the compound and start training. Well, like it just seemed very like it's kind of meta for where Marvel is right now, right? They're kind of yeah, yeah, like, uh, uh, yeah. Like uh, I, I think just, the reason I really liked it is one, it, I, you know, it was pretty funny. You know, there it was. They had some. I had some good laughs, but unlike a lot of the recent TV shows and the movies. It is a contained story, and it didn't feel overstuffed. It, it felt like it lost its focus at times, but it wasn't overstuffed with America Chavez, you know, in the Strange movie, kind of, yeah, she was the reason that they could, he could multiverse jump, but, like, I didn't need her story, and, the, and then they had this whole Illuminati thing, which was just eye candy, and then the Black Panther and maybe this can be our entree into talking with Black Panther, but the the biggest problem I had with Black Panther was all the side stories that just gave me absolutely nothing, just a waste of my time. 
the Riri Williams storyline with the Ironheart. I again, I know they're setting up a TV show for her, but it it really detracted from what should have been a much more emotional story. And the Julia Louis Dreyfus, you know, is now the ex-wife of Martin Freeman's character and their whole thing and with the CIA and and she's again supposed to be running the Thunderbolts in a in a future movie. I just it like if Black Panther would have been distilled down to Namor and and who's gonna take the crown from T'Challa, it's a much better movie. And it just I, I I it really irritated me that they overstuffed that movie. And I think may, just in comparison of those you know the three movies and and again the Thor thing we had Zeus and. All this other bullshit, which really mattered nothing because the lightning bolt they got from Zeus didn't even really help them that much in, in defeating Gore. Batman. And yeah, Batman. <laughs> um, <laughs> it just, it, you know, these these side quests and side stories that, that overstuff things and draw out the runtime when they could spend more time developing characters and, and focusing on a story. That, that this didn't do that as much. Would I have enjoyed a little less Modoc in this and a little more focus on these indigenous folks that that come to rally for Ant Man at the end? I think that would have I think that would have made this movie better. But at least I know that there's not a Modoc movie coming or a Modoc story coming. And there was there was some good laughs with Modoc, but I thought it was a little gratuitous and and I think they just wanted to have something weird in the movie. They accomplished that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so... Well, hold on. Before we go on, the the one final thought on the Ant-Man thing that was kind of a... I know what they're trying to do with the character Ant-Man, and, and he's not the big thinker, right? He's not, he's not the big problem solver. But at the end of that movie, there's a point where a light bulb goes off in his head, and he goes, maybe... I just screwed up the entire multiverse, just like the Conqueror told me I would. Mm -hmm. And he has this thought like, man, maybe I did that. And 10 seconds go by and he goes, eh, oh, well, (laughs) no big deal. And you know what? That might just be unbecoming of a superhero. I just think that that was one line too far for him to just brush it off. Well, uh, again, I, this is just speculation, but there's this line in the movie near the end when he says, "Ant-Man," when Ant-Man and Kang are fighting, and he says, I don't have to beat you. I just have to ensure we both lose. And I'm wondering if the ending of this movie was actually him getting trapped in the quantum verse, the quantum realm, with Kang for th- the next installment but but then that takes scott lang or ant-man off the board for future avengers movies for a while i guess and i i'm wondering if they rethought that because yeah that that ending kind of felt weird to me like he's he says this line but then they don't follow through with it um the wasp who is generally not featured in this movie comes in and saves them and they just step back through time and then we get this ending and so i i'm I'm just wondering how much they tinkered with that because it it felt 
like that was a potential ending that either Scott, either Ant-Man died or got stuck down in the, in the, in the quantum realm. But maybe they thought that that was too much, you know, cause he got stuck in the quantum realm at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp. And that's why he missed the blip or whatever. And Michelle Pfeiffer gets stuck in the quantum realm for however many years, you know? So maybe they thought that that was just too repetitive. I, I don't know, but it, the ending was kind of, it, it kind of like the way it presented to me is like, oh, well, then this whole movie was inconsequential if he he gets back to what he's doing and we didn't really do. We dealt with that Kang, but we didn't really deal with the problem here. We kind of just moved back on. But again, yeah, that doesn't bother me. It's a movie though. I like. Usual Suspects. <laughs> right, right. So. Like usual suspects is basically an exercise in fiction that is fiction in the movie. You don't really at the end of it, you don't really know who Kaiser Sose or any of those guys. So you get a you can get a pass with the movie not meaning anything. I just thought it was very tacky. You know, these guys are the defenders of the planet, defenders of the universe, and for him to just be like, Pah! he didn't even call anybody. Like he didn't even call doctors. I mean, they all have each other on speed dial. I'm assuming. <laughs> Like, you think he'd call Doctor Strange and be like, you know what, I just did this. Just thought you should know. Mm -hmm. But, so yeah, Black Panther 2, I don't think you can win. I don't, this movie, this movie was set up and they did the best that they could with losing Chadwick Boseman. I think that they did the best that they could because he was such an iconic character. Mm -hmm. And he was such a prolific actor. And the weight, uh, like if you took it too far, everybody would have been walking out teary-eyed. If you if you if you didn't treat it with enough respect, people have been like, "Well, why didn't you do anything with it?" So what they chose to do was have a bunch of distractions, gonna give you a taste of how we're moving on. More distractions, a little bit more of a taste on how we're moving on, and some more distractions. And uh, I, I mean, is it a great movie? I mean, I don't know that you could. I mean, I think that boat scene where they're fighting on that boat is probably four hours. Like, I wanted them off that boat. It seemed like it took forever. It was terrible. It, it, the, I mean, that was my big takeaway from this movie. Is and and actually, there were stories today that people were bagging on Quantumania's visual effects. And, and the stories were from some anonymous visual effects artists saying, yeah, they they took us off of Quantum Media to focus on Black Panther. And I got to tell you, Black Panther looked awful to me, That especially that boat scene. Like, it just... That boat scene. It, 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 it's, it's so clearly a soundstage with, with a, you know, with a sky in the background. And maybe that's... The, like the uncanny valley of it all. Like the sky just looks fake as opposed to Quantumania's background, which is all quantum realm. So my my eyes don't pick out how fake the quantum realm is because it's obviously fake. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's not a place that really exists. And the, even the staging of it and, and the pacing of that final battle is so poor. Like it, they're kicking the Talokan's ass. And all of a sudden, then they're just cornered, and they're like they're all surrounded. And it's like, wait a second, now what? What just happened here? And I, I yeah. it seems like it was edited very poorly to me. I, I'm That's sorry. That's what I was gonna say. Is the editing seemed very goofy in some parts? 
I think the villain was somewhat weak and, you know, they start off with a pretty good cause and then it flips like, oh, and I have to murder everybody. And it's like, okay. And again, these movies that are caught out in the open world, where is Falcon, the new Captain America? Where is, I mean, this was out in oceans, like where's the help they know like and, and and i think that's where there was a little bit of disservice with the original black panther the way they told the story that he was passing away where's the funeral for this avenger that helped save the planet where are the like tony stark dies freaking the kid that got the iron man suit in iron man 2 is there here is a guy that helps save all of the universe and we can't have a decent funeral, not necessarily for Chadwick Boseman, but for the Black Panther. Seemed a little little weird. And then, like, they got to address this problem with these Avengers that are still around. Where are they? Where are they? What are they doing? Well, Namor didn't. At- he. I mean, I guess they attacked that one CIA sub or, or whatever that was looking for the the vibranium undersea but for the most part namor is threatening wakanda not america or you know some larger entity so that i can buy in yeah i mean wait a minute wait a minute though hold on so this wakanda is the adoptive home of the winter soldier that's where he got straight remember he was bailing hay (laughs) he was he was uh getting a new arm i mean things were wonderful you don't think that i mean just have him just have them there and be like, oh, my mom's sick. I got to go see my mom. Yeah. Or a thousand other things. Just address it somehow. Because right now you're stuck. You're wondering, do they not have pagers? Is this? <laughs> do they not have cell phones? Like, why are they not calling friends? And it kind of drives me a little nuts. They did it much better in the phase one, phase two. Like, they somehow, like... Okay, well, he's off on holiday or in Spider-Man. Iron Man would actually show up when there was a crisis, mm-hmm. right? Here it just seems like, you know, it's... I think you're playing logic. unrealistic goal to comic book stuff. Like, again, they, they can't always afford these people to put them in the movies, so they gotta come up... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If you read comic books in... Like, freaking Captain America 77, at the very end, you'll be like, oh, and the Green Lantern showed up and saved this. You can follow this in Green Lantern 78. <laughs> and that's how you they sucker you to get to Green Lantern. But if all the other superheroes showed up, they would kick Namor's ass. So make him a little bit stronger. Have wings on your back, not on your ankles. Well, and then everything would have been fine. That was part of the character. You know, and they don't want to fuck with the character too much. Are there, you know, they already made him, you know, some Mayan culture instead of Atlantis-based uh, hi- history or genealogy. But there's just a, there's a lot of things to this movie. Like I said, I, I already hit, kind of hit on the Riri Williams thing. I just it just really bothered me, and and Julie Louis Dreyfus showing up. But so the Michaela Cole is. You know, she's a great actress, and she's in the show called I May Destroy You that was on HBO. Really, really well done show. And she's just kind of like this... I, I kept expecting more to happen, but they 
they her and Denai Guerrero's character get indoctrinated into these midnight angels, which are basically just another Iron Man suit, which I, I, I like and that was distracting at yeah. the end. Like it, there was just all these distractions from what should have been an emotional story. And, and it could have been just, you know, is she worthy? Is Shuri worthy to be the Black Panther? What are her reservations about being the Black Panther? And then, yeah, they have to deal with Namor. Great. Like, that's enough. Like, that's enough. I mean, that's an interesting take. That, that really is. Because we always talk about the power of the journey, right? And how phenomenal it is to see somebody go through the struggle. Mm -hmm. That would have made the transition extremely interesting if you saw Shuri with doubt, then makes it through some challenge then gets knocked on her butt and then figures out how to get even stronger and better. Mm -hmm. I mean, that arc works. Mm -hmm. I mean, that would have been cool. And the fact that it just, it, I, I know every one of these stories has a MacGuffin, you know, this, oh, magic thing that helps me advance the story. This whole thing where the, with the bracelet just being the, the key to recreating the heart-shaped herb, just, I don't know, it really annoyed me this time like i i just like that that the luck of that and her to analyze that and oh that's the secret to becoming the black panther and 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 recreating this heart-shaped herb i don't know it just it felt really cheap like i i would have much rather it more of a struggle for her to discover that like it was just like oh yeah let me try that i don't yeah. it, it felt cheap I don't disagree. I just think that, you know, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. And they had to move the story along. I like the idea of giving her some challenges. She, maybe she didn't, you, you know what would have been cool is maybe she didn't have an outgoing villain. Maybe the villain was herself and mm -hmm. trying to fill the shoes of the Black Panther. That would have been kind of neat. I think another distraction like you're talking about was the fact that Romanda angela bassett's mm -hmm. character in the middle of this passes yeah and then we got to have another funeral scene and it, it, it takes away from not only does shuri have to deal with t'challa's death now she's got to deal with her mother's death as well yeah and i again it just they kind of just it distracts you from the main point or what should have been the main point of we're dealing with the the vacancy of chadwick boseman and, and king t'challa here so that's it. We're not watching any more Marvel movies. We're done. <laughs> We're out. I don't know. I mean, this movie was two hours and 41 minutes long, and it's so overstuffed, and it just, I, I was so angry by the end of it that it literally, the 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 cut scene, it was, was heartwarming. This the, a beautiful little boy comes up, and we find out that he's T'Challa's son, but doesn't that undo what this movie was supposed to accomplish like is he the rightful king kind of is right like yeah uh, and so this whole struggle for shuri I, I i just it like again beautiful boy i thought the acting was great it was a heartwarming scene but it, it, in context with the rest of the movie it was kind of like oh so all this two hours and 41 minutes was just kind of a waste because Eventually, this kid should be the Black Panther, right? Not her. He definitely should. Let's be honest. 
you can't have a whole movie spent giving it to one person and then let them have it for more than a movie. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I When I think about what you just said about the kid showing up and how it just completely takes away from her growth into the character, well, you know what would be cool is if they fought. Like they were like, I'm not giving this to you. You're like, yeah, I'm giving it to you. I mean, so what did you what did you rank this movie? Did you think this was a? I had this movie as a 42 or 45, which is on the bad side. You know, it's just bad, the upper end of bad. Where where did you have it? Yeah, so I gave it a 52, which is a tolerant tolerance of seven. You had Black Panther above Doctor Strange and Thor, though. So of the so. I definitely did, yes. So, Doctor Strange is very strange. And I think they've struggled with this throughout the whole MCU is the powering and underpowering of characters, right? Mm -hmm. I think Scarlet Witch was given way too much power. She's kind of the redheaded stepchild of the Avengers. She always has some kind of... Where's Hawkeye? If Hawkeye was there, (laughs) she would be fine. Let's be honest, but it's Doctor Strange, so uh, yeah, I thought it was a bit of a mess of a story. It introduces a whole goofy lineage with this multiverse and this council that she just plows right through, which is kind of weird. I didn't think it was that good. And then for the high hopes that I had for Thor, and I hate to say it, but much like Suri's no real training into the Black Panther we had the same thing in Thor Love and Thunder where somebody just wakes up and, oh, I can handle the hammer. I can I can do all sorts of things and no problem. I don't need any training or the time to learn how to do anything. I can just do it. So for me, those movies just were nowhere near what they needed to be. Interesting that a Marvel Cinematic Universe would hint at an orgy. I thought that was... <laughs> really interesting in meeting zeus but uh yeah so fun times fun times yeah what i think is interesting to think about is we have we have the guardians coming up in may guardians 3 and then and then the marvels which if you've uh, miss marvel is going to be in that movie and then the tiana paris who she got her powers in the wandavision show and then obviously Captain Marvel. And then uh, Marvels are different than the Eternals, right? Yes. That's not the same group, right? And then after that, we have a new new Captain America movie, and then a Thunderbolts movie, and then supposedly the Blade movie. So we're doing supposedly all this multiverse stuff, but there's not... An end in sight. There's not a whole lot of multiverse, I think, in these movies upcoming. And I'm just... When we were going through the end game, like each movie built towards Thanos, and there was something in each movie that built us there. And I've just, I'm hard, I'm finding a hard time of picking up this thread of how Kang. I mean, the next time we're going to see Kang is obviously in the Loki season two. That was wild. The, the final stinger of Ant Man sets up a TV show. That that's uh, kind of odd. A season two of a TV show at that, but I'm just it doesn't like, bother me though. It didn't bother me. I thought that was no. It's it's pretty cool, but it's just like the sign of the times. That's that's pretty wild. Like yeah, um, that a yeah. streaming show is basically set up in the end of a 
billion dollar blockbuster movie. I mean, it's weird that you play a Batman game as a Lego character. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's I, the whole world's messed up. Wait, let's be honest. Yeah, I just, I guess I'm. What I'm getting at is, are each of these movies gonna have anything to do with Kang and the Kang Dynasty moving forward? I mean, is is a if it, is a different variant of Kang gonna show up at some point, and then they're just gonna defeat him? They have to. They're just gonna defeat him and move on. Like I'm wondering. They have to. They're. I think where they're where Marvel. You and I have talked about this. Where they're running into a problem is that there's no payoff for any of these last phases. Ever since Endgame, there's no real. It doesn't feel like there's any kind of direction, and we're in the cloud right now. Like there is no direction other than we understand that there's a couple Kangs out there. But if these movies don't address the multiverse in some kind of fashion. They're going to be in trouble. Yeah, they set it up. See, if they hadn't set up Endgame and Infinity War the way they did, I think people would be much more forgiving. But because there's that connection, it's hard for them to have a standalone film where it's just Blade. It's got to connect in some kind of way to a grander story now. And if you think about it, I think through Phase Three, maybe even Phase Four, I'm not sure where. Avengers was the Infinity War Endgame was Phase Three, right? Mm-hmm. And throughout, so we're climbing into Phase Six, right? Phase Three had four Avengers movies already done. We don't have any Avengers movies done, and you have now TV media, you have movie media, and there's there's nothing on the horizon for how this story is going to end. And what's crazy is this is still connected to Endgame. Yeah, this is all still tied to. Yeah, they still mention the blip in in almost every one of these movies and shows, which is crazy. Yeah. So I want to do a, a quick thought experiment, and, and our listeners out there, please let's uh, just bear with us. I want to kind of go in order through the Phase Four stuff, and then I just want you to really quickly tell me, you know, it was this excellent, good okay bad or really bad and i'm gonna go in chronological order from the the way they were actually aired so the first thing in phase four was wandavision did was that was that excellent good okay bad or really bad that was okay yep falcon and winter soldier also okay wow you're very familiar yeah you're man that's on the line of okay to bad my friend (laughs) because there's that speech at the end yeah, no bad. Okay. That's bad. Okay. It's bad. What about Loki, season one? Loki for me is good. If not excellent. Yep. They really put it together. The Black idea. Widow movie. So this to me is like a prequel. So to me, I mean, I don't know how this fits into the phase four, but uh, it's bad. It's bad. I had high hopes for that movie, and it was bad. I'll skip over what if, but then we had Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi was good. Wow. Didn't bother me. I think Shang-Chi has a bigger relationship with those rings that he has mm-hmm. on his hands. Mm-hmm. I think they look awfully similar to the rings you see within this multiverse that we saw in Ant-Man with the Kang the Conqueror. Mm. Those those rings are somehow connected, at least in my brain. Mm. Then we move to the Eternals. Bad. Not really bad, Not huh? Really bad. Really bad? Really bad. Yeah, Eternals was really bad. Okay. 
We'll move that. I did not like that. One. Move that over to this bucket. Sorry, we're about halfway home here. Uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye to me was uh, okay. Okay. Spider-Man: No Way Home. This is uh, the the multiverse uh, Spider-Man movie. Excellent. I give that one excellent. I really like that one. Although Marissa Tomei dies, but she'll be back. Multiverse. Come on. Let's be honest. We are now into 2022 with the Moon Knight series. So I like Moon Knight. So that to me was good. Other You're much more generous than I was to these maybe properties. The, maybe the hippot, hippopotamus. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Bad. Bad. Miss Marvel, the series you said you didn't watch. I have no interest in watching Thor, it. Thor, Love and Thunder. Hold on. Go back to Miss Marvel real quick. Yeah. Is that going to tie into any of this multiverse stuff? Should I watch it? Well, she's in the... I know she, you watched it. She's in the Marvels. There was no multiversal... No, there was no multiversal angle to it during, uh, but it's X-Men related, potentially. At the end, oh, we found out okay, she's a so mutant. Maybe I, maybe I will, uh, maybe I will watch that one, Miss Marvel, okay? I really liked the first couple of episodes of it, but it really lost the thread. Oh, I remember you telling me that it was good. Yeah. Thor, Love and Thunder. That's in the bad category, right? Bad. She-Hulk, I don't think you watched. Again. I watched the first episode and was blown away by how they treated the franchise. Thought it was bad. Bad. So then we have... Bl but I need to watch it, right? You, you said I had to watch something in that. There was That there was something goofy at the end. The ending of it was really good. I thought I thought it was really good. All right. So maybe I got to give that one. But again, I, I gave it a bad rating, but I, I think the ending of it was really good and it was saved by the ending. Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Is that that's in the is that the okay? save to a bad? <laughs> yeah, it was. It, yeah, the ending was really good. So it's saved to a bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> OK. Well, what was the last Black one? Panther? Bad. OK. OK. Yeah. So your your ratings are coming out a little bit better than I thought. Better like. I'm like you, and, and then we, and then Ant Man. So you probably have that in the good category. Yeah, I have it in the good. Yeah, so you have of the eleven properties, nine of them in the in, in the good, okay, bad, kind of right in the middle. I, you know, I, I guess you have four of eleven in the in the bad. I had seven of eleven <laughs> in the well, in the but, bad uh... category. In full, uh, I, so I didn't watch two of the franchises that you had yeah, in bad. That's true. You have She-Hulk in there and Miss Marvel, which I have not seen. So if I if I have those as bad, we're pretty similar. Yeah. Yeah. I so I guess my my goal here was just to you know this whole phase four like is you know I, I I'm still excited for the whole MCU project, but uh, again I have seven of fourteen of these properties. One, two, three, four, seven. Yeah, four, seven of the fourteen in in bad, and then I have three more in the really bad. So, ten of fourteen are bad or really bad to me. And ugh, with Thor: Love and Thunder just eking into the okay, and you know, Wandavision a, a solid okay, and Loki and Spidey No Way Home in the as in the good category. So that's just a that's a kind of a bad hit rate, but the, I'm I'm hoping they can get this turned around because it's just a lot of misses for me. Well, overall, but wait a minute though, that's not exactly fair. So like if you look at this sheet that you have mm -hmm. here, 
you have phase one, phase two, and phase three listed. So you have the exact same type of spread. You have really bad, you have, uh, what do you have, six, five, five and really bad. You have six is okay, but six is good, and six is excellent. But so I'm, but 71% of phase four is either bad or really bad, whereas for the other phases, it's 17, 33, and 18. It, you know, so there, there's definite, again, this is a very visual podcast. Um, you can't see the spreadsheet, folks. There is really bad stuff. You know, Iron Man 2. Thor Darkwold, Ultron, Ant-Man and the Wasp, I, I didn't I thought was really bad. And Captain Marvel, really bad. But I don't but most everything else is okay to good for me. But you would still watch those movies again. Oh, I never want to see Captain Marvel I again. <laughs> I don't understand why Thor Dark World's so bad. Why is that one so bad? I actually didn't mind it. Really? <sighs> it's, it's, you should watch it. I, again. Maybe I should watch it again. But I, I remember not liking it at the time and wondering. At that point, like, ooh, what's going on here? And I, I liked Ultron. I didn't mind Ultron. Oh man, Ultron's Vision. Vision is born. Yeah, because Thor came in and hit the thing with a hammer after having a fever dream that never gets revisited. Iron Man two. Which one is what? What happens to Iron Man in Iron Man two? That's the Mickey Rourke one with where he's got to have his bird. Oh, I love that one. How do you not like that? One? <laughs> my butter. I need my butter. I love that one. Are you kidding me? That one's so good. It was not good. And, oh, and you got Sam Iron Man three is worse than that. No, Iron Man three was 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 good. Oh. She's not Iron. It's not even an Iron Man story. Gwyneth Paltrow becomes Iron Man. I mean, I don't know. This, that one's not. But so, my butter. I need my butter. So again, I'm wondering if we're going to get any more multiversal storytelling moving forward. But I mean, is this what is is Quantum Media and you know Spider Man and Strange? What multiversal storytelling is going to be, where we just open a portal, kind of faced with the decision of you know saving themselves and others, and then we just shut the portal back down? Like, is that is that is that all this is going to be, or is we gonna get a bigger storyline here no i thought in ant-man they said not in ant-man i'm sorry in spider-man they said that as they're opening these portals it's hurting it's it's stretching the multiverse or doing something to the multiverse where it's bad well in the in strange they talked about how these incursions happen and that's where that when they had the music note fight that you know the 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 universe they traveled to had been destroyed by an incursion with with another universe so i would assume that's where this is going the tv show that we have come upcoming i think it's going to hit at it a little bit too the secret wars i believe but we'll see i think that if they don't like we talked about earlier if they don't start weaving the tail towards an ending I think people are going to start to bail. If they're not already. I mean, nerds like us are still into this, but is is a guy, like some dude that's not into all this crazy nerd stuff, give a shit? Like, I mean, I think they're going to just be like, eh, whatever. Well, and that's where they would be helped by trying to make some more just, just standalone movies where you don't really need to know the, the history. Where, But... Also, that that was a part part of the reason that I disliked Thor, where they felt like they had to sum up the last three Thor movies before we got, 
you know, into the plot of Thor Love and Thunder. That movie is disgustingly bad. Yeah, you had it. I, I liked it a little bit more because of gore and, and that whatever that planet was, the black and white planet. I thought that was super cool. But it, it's, yeah, it's got its downsides too, for sure. It's bad. Did she die of cancer? Do we know if she died of that cancer yeah. that she had? Yeah, she, she died. She died, and then she went she, to Valhalla and saw. Yeah, so so there's saw there's, um, Stringer Bell was Hannibal's was there, there with her. Oh, I thought Hannibal was there too, wasn't he there? Uh, no, no, I, I don't. Th- I don't there. think Hannibal was there, but Stringer was. So. Hmm. Hmm. Stringer, yeah, that's <laughs> a great show. <laughs> All right, well, I think we covered it. I, I Like we said, are we interested? Yes, because we're big dumb dorks. <laughs> but I think ultimately, ultimately, I think they're going a little long here. I thought it was interesting that we both said we liked Ant-Man, and we both rated it in the 60s. I don't know if we gave our grades. I have it as a 65. You have it as a 63. I think my, my rating might go down the more I think about this movie, like I said. But we didn't spend much time talking about what we liked about it. We we talked about where it kind of fell yeah, short. Yeah, I started off I started off by saying how much I liked the story. I mean, I thought I said stuff yeah. about how I liked. It. I think we focused on the negatives, and maybe that's just that's podcasting. It's yeah. I mean, I think that's just us, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we want to be that guy in the room that goes, "Wait a minute, a blob's going to be happy that it's got four holes in it." I mean, let's be honest here. What are we doing? What are we doing, folks? Although I thought that guy was pretty funny. He was. He was. There's a, there's that one scene where he just goes, "Hi." <laughs> <laughs> just I thought it was awesome. Yeah. I I liked he says, "You have seven holes." And and you see Paul Rudd kind of doing the internal calculus like yes that's right seven yes there are pretty there are some good funny parts in it yeah yeah anyhow but i mean it does detract from him that at the end you know he's he's big electrical engineer guy super smart that's how they sold him in the first in the first ant-man at least and then to have him just kind of dismiss some big things just rubs you the wrong way is he an electrical engineer i thought he was a thief like what? what? No. He's like, I got a master's in electrical engineering from Caltech or something like that. Really? And it's like, okay. And like his thievery, his robbery is like a Robin Hood type situation where he robs from somebody that has and gives it to somebody that doesn't. So uh, we're, we're, we should wrap this up. But how, if Michael Pena could have got sucked into the quantum realm and somehow was there to tell his story and stuff like that, is this like, you know, is it like a seventy-five for you, if Michael Pena's in the in this movie? Or it would have been awesome if he was there, like as a variant of himself. Like, hey, <laughs> how you doing? And and nobody, like, maybe he's super serious or something. Yeah. I mean, just a little bit in the beginning when he was walking around selling his book, Pena could have been selling his book, right, mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. I just think he's a pretty relevant character, and and yeah, to not have him in the franchise kind of sucked. Yeah, and again, shoot schedules of people maybe got screwed up. But yeah, it would have been fun to have him. I, I think it would have been fun to see him reacting to the craziness of the quantum realm, whereas everyone else, other than maybe his daughter, wasn't as awestruck by it. But all right, man. Well, I think Pena's character is definitely Bill Murray. That's what they try to do with Bill Murray. Yeah. I, and I don't, and in the end, here, like, Man, that's that's just tasteless. <laughs> but 
All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. Appreciate you, Wade. Appreciate everybody. And uh, have a good night. Bye. That concludes the show. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'd love to get your support and your opinion of the podcast. So please subscribe and review us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Deep Shots Pod and on Facebook, Deep Shots Podcasts. Email your comments, opinions, and future show suggestions at deepshotspod at gmail.com. Stay safe. Much love. Bye.